you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, tape live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. No events this coming week. November is chock full. Yeah, that first weekend, November. Oh, wow. Of wrestling. We've got uh, the first weekend, we got Crown, uh, Crown Royal. Uh, Saturday and, morning, uh, yeah. Yeah. The following day for like 12 hours. Full gear. Oh, full gears. I thought full gear was like a couple weeks later. It's not like oh, on the nineteenth or something. I think it's on the nineteenth. Oh, right. Is there something on the sixth? Uh, the sixth. That sounds familiar. I don't yeah, know. No. There's a lot going on in November. I know Impact is on a double weekend. That's on like the day before Survivor Series. I think is it? Oh, Earth's, okay. Yeah, full gear is on the nineteenth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Survivor Series is uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Right. So and the I, Impact would be the day after Thanksgiving. No, maybe Impact is the day before Full Gear. I don't know what it That's is. That's Overdrive, Anyways. right? Yeah, Overdrive. Yeah, what a great name. So anyways, the bottom line is this weekend we got no, nothing. It's the, but it's the day before uh, uh, Full, Full Gear. gear. Yeah. Ooh. Gee. Man, four is Full Gear on fun. a Saturday or a Sunday? I believe it's a Saturday. Because wow. they don't do Sunday pay-per-views during the NFL season. Oh, my goodness yes. gracious. Yeah, 18th is a Friday and 19th is a Saturday. Wowie wow. Anyways, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw uh, here with a bunch going on on the road to uh, 
Crown Royal, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, they're kind of setting stuff up for War Games as well, but mainly it's it's on the road to Crown Royal. We had a big, uh, a big character return, not mm-hmm. necessarily a roster member return, but a character return. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but first, let's talk about this. So, following news on Monday that AEW and CM Punk could be negotiating a contract buyout, Dave Meltzer speculated on was this Wrestling Observer Radio? Yeah, sorry, yeah, Wrestling uh, Observer Radio that the brawl out investigation could be finally after fucking over six weeks now coming to an end. These transcripts come to you via wrestle talk. This is what Dave had to say with the, with the freshly cleaned office, mind you, Dave Meltzer, you know, he cleaned his office. I know I've heard now. I wonder if that, if that provides a sense of relief and comfort or anxiety because it's new surrounding. This is different. He's probably really con- He doesn't know where he put anything. That could be. That, that's how I am. I'm like, where did I put that stuff? And then I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Dave said this. It's so unlike most organizations in the sense that when you've got the big star, CM Punk, and I know a lot of the locker room is very negative to him, but when you've got your big drawing card and something like that happens, you try to salvage it, save it. I know a lot of people are disappointed. I'm not saying that the decision is wrong, considering how much time they put into the decision. And you know that, again, you're not going to get rid of your big drawing card unless it's way, way over the bounds. He's talking about you know letting CM Punk go. He, say, he continues, because you're always going to get a second chance. And he did after the Adam Page promo where he did that impromptu deal. Let's say Sammy Guevara, for example. Sammy Guevara has a problem with Andrade, but he's not feuding with him or anything. Just out of nowhere, while Andrade is backstage, Sammy cuts that impromptu promo, just like Punk did to Page. Sammy gets fired from that. No question about it. Punk didn't because he's Punk, and that probably bought him extra. But then the other two things happened. So many people have brought up to me the idea of turning this into an angle, which certainly UFC would have turned this into an angle if the guys were in the same weight class and promoted the hell out of it and been happy to do so. And WWE probably would have as well. But maybe in this this situation, they, AEW, felt that they just needed to not turn into an angle. And I know a lot of the talent felt that. This thing feels like it's wrapping up. It feels like the Young Bucks and Omega are coming back somewhat soon. That's not official or anything like that. Just that feeling. There's been teases and stuff. I wonder, end quote, I wonder, number one, you know, we obviously have said before, if there's somebody to trust about AEW stuff, it's Dave Meltzer. He knows everybody there. He's been in, in close contact with them for like years now. Um, and I wonder, and this is just me sort of shooting off here and has nothing to do with really what we're going to talk about. But I wonder how much of what his, when it comes to aid, when it comes to subjects that he knows stuff about, how much, like, he can't really say, but he knows because he's been in contact to a degree and well, maybe I has mean, received hints about it. I mean, the, the line here, I'm not saying that the decision is wrong. Mm-hmm. That implies that he knows what the decision is. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. But maybe, yeah. He, you know, he, he, was, he was told on background, you yeah. know, hey, don't talk about this, but. I mean, that could not entirely be the case. It could just be speculation and supposition based on conversations he, we've had. But yeah. when you read the sentence, I'm not saying that decision is wrong. You could infer that based on how he put it, he might know what the decision is. He's pretty certain that this is going down, that the, that the buyout's happening and Punk's not going to come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so I, I, I take his point that you do the page thing, you do the promo where you say, you know, the, the, the that that awful line, the apology should be as, yeah, as public. loud as public as the disrespect, yes. That's one thing. 
I doubt that Sammy Guevara would be no, fired. No, Sammy would not have been that. fired if he does something like <laughs> that. No. Now, maybe, maybe uh, the reality is that Clayton. Maybe he would. Maybe, maybe. But yeah. Sammy's a pillar. He ain't getting fired. But at the same time, if, if, if Zach Clayton had done something like that, I don't think anybody would pay attention to it. <laughs> Nobody, nobody. If Zach Clayton drops a promo in the woods, with anybody here? Did it happen? Yeah. Um, so, but you know, and then, but then he talks about well, the, the media scrum. The media scrum is the I, I think that I think the media scrum is even worse than the backstage brawl. The media scrum. This dude got up there next to his boss and ran the company down and buried the EVPs. Uh-huh. Buried the way this place is run while he's sitting next to the guy running it. I know. Yeah, I mean that that's 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 a fireable from from my standpoint. Yeah, I mean as we mentioned back when that happens, if he just wanted to address the Colt Cabana rumors, he could have done that in a matter of like two sentences. Mm-hmm. Not friends with Colt. I had nothing to do with his employment uh, status with the company, and anything you hear to, to the contrary is incorrect. If he had kept it at that, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but to 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 go further from there. Mm-hmm. massive issue yeah yeah and we've talked about this a lot and and you guys know our opinions on it yes um but uh but yeah you know it'll be nice to have this behind us it'll be nice to have uh kenny and the bucks back on tv and uh it it's 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 a bummer that it that this happened because it's funny i've been i've been sort of going this going over this in my head because you know i've been i've been thinking about doing some sort of wrestle juice video on on punk and AEW. And so much of his run in AEW was really good. I mean, you remember that first stretch where it's like, hey, I've been gone for this long. I need to figure out how to wrestle. And he was having hard times against like Seidel mm. and or, uh, hard matches, like really con- hotly contested matches yeah. against opponents that are like on dark and elevation um, against younger guys like Garcia and Moriarty. And they were phenomenal matches. And it's like, man, I really got to put two and two together, figure out how to get how to elevate to the next level. And he'd always win. But it was really tough for him to get there, and he always seemed gassed like two yeah. minutes into the bout. Yeah. And then they started doing the stuff like with Eddie where it was more about, and, and MJF for that matter, where it was about, well, people in the locker room don't really like you. And then it all seemed to just get worse from there. As they say, he got worked into a shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, But so much of his run there was really good. And then he comes back and he drops that hangman thing, and it's like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was all just kind of bad. Yeah. But really, that was like one. That was like a, basically a single, well, two feuds, I guess. Hangman and then Mox. Yeah. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was. And I remember watching that Hangman promo. I was like, okay, well, I'm giving you guys the benefit of the doubt. Why is Hangman acting weird? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So, yeah, yeah. That, the whole thing never really seemed to line up. And I, I don't know. It's, 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 you know, we always kind of make fun of the, the wrestling trope of when people are at the wrestling shows, apparently they don't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of seemed to be the case <laughs> yeah. with with Punk and Hangman. The only time they seemed to interact at all is when they had the promos in the ring, and and I don't know if Punk was like, okay, this is weird. Well, I ain't taking this so personally, but that was like actually how he felt. Once they walk through the curtain backstage, they go their separate ways and and don't cross paths to try to hash this all out. I don't know, mm-hmm. but you look at it in hindsight, and it's and and. It, it, it's 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 interesting to think. Well, maybe something like that kind of happened. Mm, yeah, because it seems like if there was an issue, that hey, sit down, talk about it. Maybe they did. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they didn't. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it, it's it's kind of a shame that so much of it was was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good and, stuff there. 
There, there was a lot of good, like the MJF feud was uh, probably, was that, that happened this year, right? That happened yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. That probably, Earlier my feud probably would like be up there with a the feud of the year. I thought they did some amazing stuff there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was when, the, that was the one person that punk feuded with. I feel like really elevated the other person. Yeah. And, and, and MJF, that's when you started to see the, 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 the depths that you see even his character now. It had its sort of genesis then, you know. Yeah. Um, he started bringing up the bullet being bullied in school and and revering punk and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be nice for this to be to, for this to be behind us, and then I don't know in whatever seven months or whatever if, if punk's healed up to see if 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 he tries to continue his wrestling career. Yep. Or just kind of says see you later. Yeah. Pursue some other endeavors. Maybe he gets back at the octagon, Steve. We can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. Mate, what's that? What's the local promotion that they got for uh, MMA stuff? Gladiators Challenge. Yeah, let's get them in here for Gladiators Challenge. All right, all right. Yeah, man, absolutely. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, Nikki Cross has returned as the Nikki Cross character. No more. The mask is off. Uh, and evidently she is, uh, sowing some seeds of chaos, uh, there at the end of Monday night raw mm-hmm. last night. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people, uh, thought it was a meh episode. Uh, I can, I guess I can kind of understand a lot of that sentiment. I, I, again, you know, we talk often on the show about how our personal viewing experiences yeah. of, of the three hour block of programming of, Monday Night Raw, uh, you know, can sometimes alter our perception if the episode is good yeah. or bad or whatever. You know, Enforcer and I did our watch along two hours last night, and then I watched the first hour of it a little bit last night before that, but then a little bit of it 
uh, today. Um, I didn't think it was all that bad of an episode, but uh, but I can understand like if there's a different viewing experience, I can understand that maybe you know taken in its entirety, it wasn't all that. Yeah, great. I mean it, it was bookended by two really solid matches. Uh, the opening bout between Finn Balor and Carl Anderson was really good. The main event was really really good, mm-hmm. and just kind of everything in between. And I understand there's aspects of from the production standpoint that you probably can or don't want to do every week, mm-hmm. but. Notably absent from Raw of late is some of the common production, I don't want to say tricks, but uh, tools that Triple H employs. Action going on in multiple planes of the shot, stuff happening in the foreground, but what you really need to pay attention to is stuff in the background. He was doing that a ton as soon as he took over, and we haven't seen it as much. Again, that's probably not something you want to do on a weekly basis, but to use it, to use it quite a bit and then seemingly not use it at all, it's a bit jarring because that's one of those things that he employed that made the show feel more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and based on that, again, it's expectation, this viewing experience. I was kind of hoping he'd step away from some of the tropes that had been established uh, uh, by Vince. Hasn't really happened. Really, in my estimation, what kind of brought the show down last night was too much JBL. This stuff isn't working. It's not good. Uh, it's really one note. This week, he brought a little Dan Lambert to the thing, and that's not a positive. Um, was not a fan of, of of JBL this week. As you mentioned, we talked about it beforehand. They're like focusing on all the worst aspects of JBL. They're leaning into his bullying. Uh, it's all you can, you couldn't handle wrestling in the Attitude Era. And I like Gargano said, "Yeah, I was eight back then. That's twenty five years ago. Things change. The business changes." Well, so to to add on to that, and I agree with everything you're saying. I think I think JBL can be very entertaining. I think that some of his stuff on commentary, when he was on commentary, was pretty damn entertaining. There is an aspect of JBL that is not entertaining at all, and they've seemingly decided to take all those aspects that are just get off my TV. And they've just combined him into this JBL. Yeah, I was cracking up because for a guy who's who touts being the wrestling god and and accomplishments, and he's reading off this. Li- Baron Corbin is not really the guy that you want to read off his accomplishments because it's all it's like House of Cards stuff. It all falls apart when you stack it up. Failed Money in the Bank cash in. Did yep. he win Money in the Bank? Sure. Failed the cash in. Humiliated. Yes. Yes. In the cash in attempt, it wasn't yep. even like, oh, hey, I'm going to do this straight up. He got humiliated when he did his cash in. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal, like, really? Kind of who cares about that? They really, yeah. you know, that's not even. So, like, he's going to get up there with a straight face. Like, dude, when he, when Corbin got into his limo a month ago or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to get some fun vignettes that plays up JBL's wealth. And and Happy Corbin's wealth, and that could be kind of fun. Yeah. But instead, we get the JBL who is like on the border doing like hugely offensive stuff back in the ruthless aggression era, and it's like it's like that JBL. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about, I don't take you seriously no. because Paul Heyman buried you when he said you're only champion because Triple H doesn't want to work Tuesdays. Yeah. Ever since then, I've never been able to take JBL seriously, nope. and he hasn't given me a reason to. Nope. Here's another thing I've noticed. I feel like if you look at Corbin during all the times where JBL is next to him talking and Corbin can't or doesn't say a word, I feel like if you look at Corbin's face, he's saying, based on his expression, 
I could so easily be doing all this. I know. Corbin Corbin's does not, not need a someone doing his talking for him. No, he doesn't. He's developed into a character all of his own. And he stands behind JBL like a child. And he's got that ridiculous hat. Visually, he's ill-branded. Yeah. Um, you're right. It stops it. It stops it dead. Uh, and 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 it's just not. It's not. It it doesn't help anybody. Like it makes everybody look worse. It really does. Now it it's kind of feels like they, there's too many ingredients in this thing they're putting together. Mm-hmm. You know, is it if it was just JBL coming out and endorsing uh, Corbin as new wrestling god? All right, fine. It, I mean, I'm not a fan of bringing up the whole Attitude Era thing because, again, it's 25 years after the fact. The industry has changed a ton. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I guess someone can make the case that some of the Attitude Era's top stars couldn't do anything in the 50s. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's all a matter of perspective. Dude, so, you bring some, I don't know. Come on. Like, how many, <laughs> you go back to the Attitude Era. How many, like, matches back then in WWF we're getting like four or five stars. Oh, very few. Cause most of them didn't last more than four or five minutes on raw. <laughs> Even pay-per-view man, like by really large, short. Really yeah, short. like Corbin could probably run circles around the attitude era. If you drag some of those attitude era people into the modern day, I don't think a lot of them will be able to hang in the modern day. Like it's kind of burying what's going on now. And I know that's sort of the point. Oh, he's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. We're supposed to be disagreeing with him. I get that, but it's just, it's a crap take. And the idea of JBL and Corbin being more like, you know, uh, 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 spiritually aligned in that they're, they have excessive wealth and they're spreading around and they're being kind of dicks about that and comedic about it, yeah. that to me would be so much more fun. This entire thing with JBL and Corbin lacks fun. And it the really one does. thing about bum-ass Corbin and then some of happy fun. Corbin, some of it was fun. crap. Some of it was really fun. Yeah. Some of it really was. You know, you mentioned that Attitude Era stars not be able to really uh, go in the ring today against modern competitors. You imagine some of the wrestlers from the Attitude Era, maybe even JBL, trying to get in the ring with Luthez. Luthez would twist <laughs> yeah. him into a pretzel. I know, yeah. Yeah, I know. You yeah. know, it's, you can't yeah. hold up attitude error as the error of professional wrestling. Yeah. Because it's right. not. Yeah. it's. I mean, at the time, it was the most popular it's ever been, and there's good stuff, but there's a lot of awful stuff. There's a lot of awful stuff. It was just, it, the, the, look, 90% of the, the attitude era did have a wealth. You know what the attitude era had? It had charisma. Mm-hmm. It had probably more than any other era sheer charisma and the programming had such a sense of urgency that a a lot of people sort of don't remember a lot of the stories were shit a lot of the angles were crap the care the gimmicks themselves sometimes were crap but my god stone cold rock triple h mankind taker we're talking even shane mcmahon back then look kurt angle edge Mm -hmm. christian loads of charisma Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what people remember. Christian, Christian, even back then, <laughs> tons of charisma. Yeah. And, and just the word attitude, there was just an edge to it that we didn't have before. And that's what yeah. people remember fondly. And they should, yeah. because that's why it was good. But let's not pretend that like, I mean, I know the idea is JBL saying, oh, you couldn't hack it. You wouldn't be tough enough because you're too small. I hate that shit. I know. I know. It's just, it's, it's not compelling television. You know what like, I mean? Like wrestling in the independence for 10 years means you're not tough. No, I mean, that's, that's absolute bullshit. 
I've seen plenty of PWG. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and especially Miss Candace LeRae did a lot of fucked up shit back then, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but no, that, that, that I, I agree. That's sort of the low point. Uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't know. Like Elias as a good guy is not really, Elias has never really done much for me. I think that that's Here's a dude the thing. who's had a There's lot of. There's one moment last night that made me pop is when uh, Riddle was talking a bunch. And right before Gable and Otis stepped in, you see Elias. Take the guitar off his shoulder and kind of reposition it like he's going to blast Matt Riddle with it. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even notice it's pretty that. Funny. He hilarious. had it over his shoulder and he just kind of held it like this and turned around like yeah. a baseball bat. Like he was just ready to blast him. Oh, that's pretty So funny. I think face Elias. I mean, they're kind of leaning back into kind of obnoxious Matt Riddle. But I think the story is, is that he's so desperate to find another friend, mm-hmm, a la yeah. Randy, that he's yeah. just trying to find a, fr- a friendship with like anybody yeah right yeah, and he's like yeah. okay i got my bongs my bongos i'll go up to elias and and that'll be my attempt to 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 uh start a friendship with him mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. and i feel like elias yeah. is like all right you're you you like my brother liked you so i'll i'll give you the time of day for now mm-hmm. but as soon as you give me one reason to bash you over the head with this guitar i'm gonna do it yeah uh, let's talk about some of the more positive aspects. I thought uh, there were two things that stood out to me. Number one, they continue to book Rhea Ripley like an absolute oh, star. Gosh. She steals everything. Yeah. She's on every the time absolute, she's yeah. She her dropping gallows with the fucking body slam that was amazing. Was fucking awesome. We got a little bit of sour boy <laughs> in the backstage segment, letting the OC show off their chemistry. Yeah. Um. But Rhea Ripley is an absolute star. And the crowd loves her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I mean, you know, you Judgment put, Day as a whole is is oh, they're getting over. Yeah, they are they're absolutely in that way that you want them to. Um, I thought the main event was fucking fantastic. It was really good. It was. Really I thought good. Bailey versus Bianca Belair. They, dude, you can see now they've had a couple of big matches. They've developed that in ring chemistry mm-hmm. where there is an extra. You look at Bianca in there, and it's like fucking watching. I don't know. Uh, like jazz or something, you know. It's like it's like fucking the improv there, yeah. the spring in the step, yep. the extra little bits and pieces that she does, the storytelling. That fucking main event was killer, man. It was, really it was absolutely killer. It was really good. It was really good. The main event saw it was when Rick, uh, sorry, Nikki Cross, almost said Ricky, mm-hmm. Nikki Cross came back, Ricky um, uh, uh, shedding the Nikki Ash gear, the gimmick. Uh, you know, as as you said, instilling a, a bit of chaos. Into She's wrecking everybody she saw. Laying everybody out. Yeah. Um, so we got a wild card in the women's division on Raw now. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this before uh, we got rolling here about going into War Games, the Survivor Series. Um, now that Nikki's there, will I know she attacked everybody. Bailey, mm-hmm. Damage Control, Bianca. Uh Will she kind of forge a loose alliance with damage control? Candace will align with Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa to have the two war games squads. That could be. Yeah, I, I think that that's a possibility. Um, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I get the feeling that whoever's team, whoever Nikki, like damage control, you think would have to win the war games. Depending on how like a title shot figures between Bailey and it, Bianca. Well, yeah, it would know. depend if in that match, well, I guess it's four and four. You wouldn't have winner take all. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. The pieces are still sort of being put together, I guess. I really appreciate one thing that I do appreciate. It's funny because, again, we talked about this a little bit, so I'm going to be redundant to you in chat maybe. But, you know, I saw some sentiment on Twitter uh, that, oh, you know, the episode wasn't great. So, you know, we're, it's back to like Vince era. And it's like it's it's not like no, it's we'll, not. we're going to critique it against the best again, against the best that we've seen of Triple H so far. But like, make no mistake. It is leagues ahead of where Vince was. We don't leagues have ahead. pointless. We still don't have pointless rematches. At least when the match happens on the show, they take the time to try to motivate it. Well, one thing that I really number one, one thing that I really loved about last night about the Nikki Cross reveal, especially was so much of what they do has logic behind it. When Kevin, who on commentary, who was never in NXT says this is an unhinged Nikki Cross that I've never seen before. Yeah. And Corey says, I have. Mm-hmm. And there's that sense of foreboding like, oh God, this mm-hmm. is Nikki from NXT because he's been there. He knows yeah. that. Yeah. I I love that kind of shit. And if this was Vince doing it, commentary be like, oh, who is this? I don't know. Even though it's like, no, why don't you remember that? That's yeah. the thing that I that that, you know, I do appreciate the stuff you're talking about with like the uh the, the the language that Triple H was using for a spell where you have stuff happening in the background. I get the feeling that the QR code stuff was his fun bit of production for that period of time. Yeah. You know, I think there's probably only so much that you could really plan into three hours of live TV. But the QR code, I think, was like, OK, this is going to be the thing that we focus on that people are going to pick apart about the broadcast. That'll make it more interesting as opposed to using that stuff where you have stuff going on in the background. Well, maybe they're on a wall right now. He's just getting over COVID. I don't know. Um, but. I appreciate that there's always an attention to logic. Even Baron Corbin coming over as a trade Mm -hmm. for Rey Mysterio. That's logical. There's something to it. When Kevin says, you know, number one TV direction was great because when Nikki first came flying off the thing, we were like, who the fuck is that? Because her hair is all flipping around and the camera was very careful not to go in for a close up too soon. The direction on last night's Nikki Cross reveal was great because they're trying to figure out who is that? Who is this person? You're like, is that? Well, wait a second. Was that Nikki? And up until like the the reveal when she lays out, I think uh, I forget who it was. It was either Bianca or ba- I think it was Bailey. It's like, well, is, is that? Oh, it is. It's fucking Nikki. Mm-hmm. But look at how she's dressed. She's not in the in the in the outfit. And Corey built it up really well. So the mask is off now. Mm-hmm. And Kevin says, I've never seen her like this. And Corey says, I have. I thought it was a really, really masterful bit of TV direction. Yeah, it was well done. It was well done. Yeah. We could uh, jump into it here. Show opened up. Uh, Finn Balor versus Carl Anderson before the match got started. We had some promo off. Uh, Judgment Day comes to the ring first. Rhea says last week AJ found out what uh, Mommy's known all along. And it's the same thing I've been trying to get through your thick, you thick skull dimwits heads that, th- it, that this is, sorry, and that is that Judgment Day runs raw. And another thing AJ found out is that Dom is all man. <laughs> yeah. And then Finn says, and perhaps one of the greatest matches of all time, AJ faced off against my main man, Dominic, and the phenomenal AJ Styles crumbled under the pressure. And the priest says, that brings uh, me to the favorite, my favorite time of the show when y'all rise. He's yelling at the crowd, rise, rise, rise. And the crowd doesn't quite know why they're rising. Otherwise, other than just, hey, we like Judgment Day and, and we're going to rise for this it's guy. The interactive aspect of the show. Some people like to. Right. Every, to, every, to so, that, yeah. every, so he has everybody up. And you know what he is? He has them rising for? To pay respect to the greatest luchador in the history of this business, Dom Mustadio. 
All these fools had to get out of their chairs for Dom. Oh, I know. <laughs> and he, he got him to do it. So Dom says, yeah. Judgment Day are the only ones who ever believed in me. And last night I proved all last week, sorry, I proved all my haters and doubters wrong when I beat AJ Styles clean in the middle of the ring. And how did I do it? Because I'm built differently. The more I think about it, I'm this generation's Eddie Guerrero. No. Oh. Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic. Oh. And last week, what I did to AJ is just a small taste of what uh, judgment day before he can finish that thought he's interrupted by the OC AJ tells Dom to shut up this is Charlotte and they know good wrestling when they see it and you are not it you want to compare yourself to Eddie but you're this generation's James Ellsworth Ooh. so the OC gets in the ring uh, AJ says Dom there's going to come a time when you can't behind judgment day hide behind judgment day because the OC is going to pick them off one by one by one and Finn says oh AJ you're one to talk about hiding you're hiding uh, in the club right now, the club I started, and while I'm being honest, ever since I left the club, move on. Everyone who ever came after me is living off my legacy. Today, Judgment Day is in town. Step up and get put down. So Carl Anderson tells Finn it's time to stop talking and time to remind Charlotte. While Carl Anderson is the toughest man in the building, he says, let's clear this ring and do this match right now. So we get that match. And there's all sorts of great shenanigans, including Doc Gallows getting body slammed by Rhea Ripley. So First good. he gets posted, and then he gets body slammed. Uh, that was fucking awesome. And then uh, Carl gets Finn up on his shoulders. Dom distracts the ref. Rhea's able to slide in. Big low blow to Carl Anderson's dick and balls. And then Finn gets the cover there to get the win over Sour Boy. And it's not, I mean, Rhea slamming Gallows was great, but her, her, crap talk afterwards oh yeah too sweet me too sweet oh, me. it was so good <laughs> that was good man that's good stuff yeah they're and, building and like you, during the match when she was like yelling at finn when you know when he had the advantage the way she was like you know encouraging him like you could mm-hmm. hear her clear as day on the tv broadcast mm-hmm. but she was yeah. she was so so into it it's great yeah. Rhea's awesome Rhea's yeah. fantastic yeah, you know, Jonathan here in chat has a good point. He says, it makes me super happy thinking about how Eddie would be loving this. He would be loving that line. Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. Oh, oh Eddie would fucking flip for that line. That's oh. such a great line. Oh, it was so good. It's so good. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, then we're backstage. John. John Gargano is walking. Miz steps up. So Miz tells Gargano, y- y- uh, I want to know what you know. And Gargano says, uh, I know what's going on between you and Dexter. And Miz says, and that is. And Gargano says, Mike, you know. Mike. And Miz says, no, I don't know because there's nothing to know. And, and Gargano says, well, if there's nothing to know, then why are you asking me what I know anyways? Quit lying and tell the truth. Miz says, I'm not lying. 
You're just trying to provoke me like some internet troll. You're trying to use your name for your own, or my name for your own personal gain. And while I respect that, I'm not your little clickbait. So I'm going to go out there and tell the truth. And Gargano says, yes, please. That's what we want. I believe in you, Miz. And so the Miz storms off, walks to the curtain, heads to the ring to drop a promo. We get a Miz promo. So he says, John has accused me of keeping a secret about what happened between myself and Loomis. He says, and Johnny Wrestling is right. I am keeping a secret, so I'm going to reveal that secret. But first, let's review the facts. Uh, and then he, he goes over what He just lists off happened. the series yeah. that's with him and Loomis and stuff. All right. He says, but what we're missing that allowed me to fill in those blanks. He says, the night I was about to win the U.S. title, Loomis came to me and showed me I was the target. The reason that Loomis targeted me was because of my mind. He says, we all know my knowledge and resume. So when I chose to give a selfless act and share my expertise with an up-and-coming superstar, Loomis couldn't stand that I chose Champa instead. So Loomis sat at home and plotted his revenge. He says, I didn't want Champa to know why this is happening because he's my best friend. He pulls out the little card thing of him yeah. and Champa. He's, he's my best friend, and he's been missing for weeks. Gargano comes out and says, no, Miz, you're full of crap. We both know what really happened. Is you're so full of yourself that you don't even know that your friend Tommaso Ciampa, he's not missing. I just texted him a few minutes ago and he's injured. He says, so you're just a huge liar. But if you want Dexter and me out of your life, all you got to do is tell the real truth or you're going to know or, or you know what's going to happen. I have a whistle. I'm not afraid to blow it. Miz says, I've been telling the truth and nothing but the truth. And then our truth comes to the ring. He says, uh, he tells Miz, he says, I, uh, he says, uh, I wanted you to tell the truth. He said, he said, you want to tell the truth? Dog, I'm here. Gargano says, he has a point. He is the real truth. So Miz asks if everyone's lost their minds, have they eaten too much terrible Carolina comfort food? True says, uh, you don't have to talk down about your mac and cheese. <laughs> um, so anyways, long story short, we get a match between the Miz and our truth. This stuff is absolutely ridiculous. But I'm I am curious about what Gargano's talking about. I shouldn't I shouldn't care. If this was Vince, here's the this is the difference. If this was Vince era, Vince wouldn't even know what they're talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. This yeah, has gotta be different. This I think this is they know what it is. They're just building to it. Yeah. It's just in a really stupidly comedic way that doesn't really hit much, no. but it hits kind of because Miz has got decent chemistry. At least I'll put it this way. I'm not personally endlessly bored by the Miz these days, yeah, because they do have him surrounded with some pretty good pieces. So. It came, it came close when he did the in ring, in -ring promo. And he's just talking on and on and on. If you don't it, put it, the Miz yeah. in the ring and give him ten minutes to talk, yeah, then he could be fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so we got that match between the Miz and our Truth, and while the match is happening, Miz notices somebody with like a hoodie on and the the hood over their head and calls for mm -hmm. security because he thinks it's Loomis doing the whole glove thing. That's what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. So the Truth. Uses that distraction to roll up the Miz to get the win, and the camera cuts over to the to said person. They take their the the hood off down from the hoodie. It's Gargano. Mm -hmm, last yeah. Miz gives him double thumbs up. And one thing I do appreciate about last night's Raw, there was a lot of Gargano. There was he was all lot. over the show. Yeah. Um, after that, Kathy Kelly is interviewing Candice LeRae. She's is this everything you expect coming back to WWE? She says, you know, one minute I'm competing in NXT, the next we're expanding our family. So then all of a sudden we're on Raw. She says, I knew this was going to be a challenge for me. She said I had some support. Uh, she had, I had so much support support from superstars like Alexa, Oscar, and Bianca. And then Damage Control steps in, tells Kathy to scram. Bailey's got questions. She says, first question, who cares? We don't see Oscar and Alexa here to listen to your sob story. No, we put them on the shelf just like Becky Lynch. She says, uh, we do what we want. She said, did you watch SmackDown? Candice is like, what are you trying to prove? That you're in control of the women's division? 
says, the only thing you've proven to me is that Io is still untrustworthy. Dakota Kai is still spiteful. And you're still not champion. And Bailey says, yet. She says, and if you don't think we're in control right now, you better look around because I don't see any friends here to help you. So then Bailey knocks over the camera guy and damage control attacks Candice LeRae. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we got Elias. He's walking backstage. Uh, he approaches Riddle. And Elias is like, hey, I want to clear the air about last week. And Riddle says, oh, bro, the air is clear. Bro. Says, I've been working on my rhymes to add to your sick tunes. And Elias says, well, that's nice, but I'm a serious artist. And people love to hear me perform. But I've had a long history of being disrespected and interrupted, so much so that I took a vow that if it ever happened when I came back, I'd do something about it. But I know you and Zeke were close. So I'm going to let this week, last sorry, let last week slide. But if it happens again, I might not be so nice. So then... Riddle says, okay, I've been hitting the bongs all week. His bongos. Check it out. And that's when he starts playing. That's when Elias takes the guitar off his shoulder. And it's about, oh, he wants to hit him so bad. <laughs> um, so Alpha Academy steps in. Gable says, shoosh. Says, uh, it, it's not bad enough. We got Elias back playing his rotten tunes. Now we got this clown on the instruments. Are they a band or something? What do you call yourselves? Blink-180. Shoosh. And Riddle's like, that's not even funny. We don't have a name for our band yet. And Gable says, Elias, last week it was a keyboard. What's next? The kazoo. Let's get serious. Actually, shave the beard off and pretend to be Ezekiel again. I liked him better anyway. And so Elias says, first off, Riddle and I, we're not in a band. And then Riddle goes, oh. <laughs> Second, don't ever talk about my younger brother like that. I just got done telling Riddle that I hate being interrupted. And wouldn't you know, you and this big buffoon, Otis, walk in and interrupt me. So how about you meet me in that ring? And find out why WB stands for a walk with Elias. Gable says, you're on. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we had Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali with some sick new ring attire. They were like uh, board shorts kind of, but like yeah. gold and like a dark blue. Yeah. Um, they look beautiful. Uh, so uh, Theory comes out. He drops a promo first. Uh, oh, he says, a picture, picture one. Oh, yeah, that's right. He says, wow, wow, I'm Mustafa Ali. Can't get a title match with Seth Rollins. I don't know why we're uh, wasting airtime on you, Mustafa. He says, you need to be more like me, the youngest U.S. champ in WWE history and the youngest Mr. Money in the Bank. He says, just do me a favor. Don't cry after you wake up from going A-Town down. And then uh, Seth Rollins in some wonderful vault joins commentary. Oh, the crowd was all about Seth Rollins. People, he's like like the most over thing in WWE. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, this match happens. There's a great bit where uh, Theory's going to take a selfie. It's, it's, he's taking video, and Mustafa Ali uh, comes up from behind him and whacks him. I think he goes off the apron. But then yeah. he posted that video on social oh, media. Oh, it was so good. It was really good, yeah. That drop kick off the apron, that was great. Yeah, Ali hits like a somersault sent on off the top rope to the floor. Uh, in the end, though, Seth Rollins. So towards the end, it was interesting. So Ali uh, misses a 450. Uh, he looks for a, a second tornado DT. He hit one earlier. Instead, uh, Theory versus that to a neck breaker gets a two. So Seth starts like actively giving Theory advice. He's like, put Ali down, end this match. So Theory's looking for his finish. Ali escapes that, hits a backstabber. He goes up top. Uh, Seth distracts the ref while Theory kicks the top rope. So Ali tumbles off. Theory hits his finish for the win. And then Seth gets in the ring and raises Theory's hands. Theory leaves, so Seth throws Ollie out of the ring, throws him in the timekeeper area, takes him into the stands, and then chucks him into, looks like hockey boards mm-hmm, yeah. um, in the stands, tells security, get him out of here. So he walks back to ringside, gets his belt, walks up the ramp. 
Ollie leaps in, uh, dives into Seth, hits some shots. They start hitting, getting to like a hockey fight. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Ollie throws Seth into the Tron, and Seth flees backstage. Seth also mentioned the uh, reference theory being a part of his kind of deal with Buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. This could be nothing. This could just be uh, a means to build heat for a Seth Ollie feud. Uh, getting theory involved here, but also it'd be interesting if Seth was like, "Hey, Austin, I'll teach you how to cash in for real." All to get closer to Austin to try to get that briefcase off him. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, after and again, you know, you have you built up all this history here. Might as well use it. You know, exactly. Uh, so you got Gargano again backstage, John. John. Uh, Miz Miz catches up to him. Gargano says, uh, "He says, dude, I can't do this now, Mike. I got to go check on Candice." Um, again, I love that they're referencing that. Uh, Miz says, uh, he says, you know what? He says, you dressed up like the man with that cannot be named. You deceived me. Gargano says, look, you've been deceiving everybody. Uh, that makes two of us. And then Miz storms off. Gargano turns into JBL and Baron Corbin. And JBL says, oh, you're an internet darling, an independent hero. I don't know what it's like to spend 10 years in a single, uh, uh, in single, a oh, in, in single a ball. He says, we did. I thought, I thought you, you, never mind. That was a typo for like a, oh, a, a gotcha. bingo hall. Yeah. yeah. A single A ball. He says, we didn't have to do that. He says, but you're in the major leagues now. When you walk by a legend, a hall of famer, you stop and introduce yourself. Cause if this was the attitude there. You'd be carrying my bags. He says, you think it's funny to mess with the Miz? Learn some respect, son. And then Gargano says, yeah, I was eight during the attitude era, but you're right. I'm going to give you my respect. So I'll stick out my hand and introduce myself. I'm Johnny wrestling. Nice to meet you, MC Hammer Pants. He says, I'd like to introduce myself to Baron, but he changed his name so much. He says, what's your name now? Boring? Oh, I mean, Baron? He says, Baron wants to speak his mind. No, Baron like he, acted like he's about to, he's about to say something. Yeah. yeah. JBL stops him, says, uh, let's do this where the world can watch. Mr. Organo is going to realize what Raw's greatest acquisition is all about. So that matches later. Yep. Uh, we got a Bianca and Bailey video package, and then we got Amos taking on Four local enhancement towns. Yeah. So before uh, that happened, MVP has a promo. Says last week on SmackDown, Amos and Braun came face to face for the first time, and Braun was unceremoniously tossed out of the ring like a child. Braun is one of the biggest, meanest big men to ever grace a WWE ring. If that could happen to Braun, what chance do you men think you have today? Says Braun likes to say, get these hands. Get hands. Have you ever seen uh, hands in your life like these? And so Amos puts his... <laughs> his hand in the face of one of the, the, the yeah. enhancement talent. And it's like almost as large as the dude's face. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he makes a fist out of it. And MVP says, look, his fist is as large as a, a, a ham. Yeah. And so he says, anyways, gentlemen, I, I, I want you to know, I respect your ambition and applaud your courage. Step in the ring today. Before we get started, y'all have good health insurance, right? Mm. You're all paid up. All right, good. Yeah, Bron, I hope you're watching. Doesn't work that way. Bron, I hope you're watching because after Crown Jewel, there will only be one monster in WWE, Amos. Yeah, and then he just fucking annihilates all oh, these he guys. Destroys them. Destroys Man, them. it was pretty great. Uh, I was only sad he didn't stack all four guys. I know. But he stacked one dude on another, put his foot on them to, of course, get the win here. But, yeah, it was just him chucking people around. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, we, after that, we had Chad Gable versus Elias set up earlier in the night. That knee uh, off the moonsault was crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, in the end, uh, Gable pushes Elias down to the floor. Otis charges at him. Elias sidesteps, sends the tree trunk into the ring post. 
Elias boots Gable and hits a spinning suplex for the win. But then afterwards, Otis, Otis attacks him. Gable joins in, and then Riddle comes scooting down to the ring to make mm-hmm. the save. Yep. Uh, then we're backstage. The OC are in the trader's room. Carl uh, Anderson has some ice on his front area. Uh, AJ says, you know, we have a Rhea problem. And Luke says, I have a reolution. We all know I'm the best here with women. And then AJ says, well, Rhea body slammed you. And Gallo says, yeah, body slams are my love language. I'll handle it. And so he leaves. And Carl Anderson says, oh, he isn't good with women. And AJ says, no, he's terrible. He's terrible. So, so we go to commercial. We come back, and they're still in the trainer's room. Yeah. So Gallo stumbles back in the trainer's room holding his front area. Yeah, he says, oh, balls. she got me too. <laughs> <laughs> he, grab, he grabs the ice pack from Sour Boy and puts it on his nuts. Yeah. So that AJ yeah. says, we can all agree we have a Rhea problem. And Gallo says, yeah, we do. And AJ goes, gosh, we got to do something. Mm. So who are they going to recruit? I mean, Liv Morgan makes sense. She was for a second. Yeah, she was part of that whole thing. Yeah, I'd like it to be Shayna. I know she's on SmackDown and she's probably going to have a thing with uh, with Ronda. But that seems like it. she'd fit in. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'd fit in there. That could be fun. But who knows? But then let's, she'd, let's, have to, let's, she'd have to like lose to Rhea, though. Let's assume it's someone from Raw. Who would it be? Because <clears throat> all the, the names I can think of are uh, on SmackDown. Zoe Jeremy here says Beth Phoenix. I feel like Beth would make sense only if Edge got involved. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're like a, a package deal. Hmm. It's really nobody, huh? Uh, Tamina? Yeah, I was thinking like you dig into the 24-7 division. Tamina, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, I'm too sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, After that, we had uh, a Baron Corbin. Oh, Piper Niven would be cool. Alto says Piper Niven. That'd That'd be be cool if it was Piper. That'd be rad. That'd be fucking sick, actually. Uh, Kicked off with uh, the aforementioned uh, JBL promo, a.k.a. bathroom break. Oh. Says the fans are problems. He brings up uh, millennials being ambitionless and Gen Zers being ambition, ambitionless. Mediocrity become the norm. I think he used the term safe space. Uh, he says it's why you like Johnny Gargano. He talks crap about the Panthers. Um, talks about Michael Jordan and what uh, uh, North Charlotte did with him. Turned him into a loser. Uh, so anyways, it's just it's really long. And he, he hypes up Baron Corbin. Yeah. Uh, and then Corbin comes to the ring. We get a match. Uh, and, you know, at least with the distraction. So Triple H does love his distraction finishes. It's a way to keep people. I get it. Like, you can't have. You, you want some more clean finishes, obviously. Yeah. But at least in this case. And in, in all cases with the distraction finishes. There's storyline motivation for it. Like Gargano, Gargano got distracted because he was fucking with JBL too much. Yeah. yeah. And so he gets he gets to the point where he goes over and JBL's on commentary. He picks up his cowboy hat, he puts it on his head, and he does a little dance, um, which is pretty funny. And uh, and then you know he lays into Corbin some more. In this case, it wasn't even a distraction. It was like when the ref well the ref was distracted. JBL took Gargano's feet out from under him when he was on the apron. That allowed. Uh, Corbin to get the upper hand and get the win with uh, with his end of days. Yeah, 
So um, at least in this case, it wasn't the ref was distracted, but yeah, it, it wasn't a clean finish. But I mean, in this case, what are you going to do? It's like, you know, you got Gargano. I like that they're protecting him. Yeah, um, it undermines JBL. JBL's thesis that Corbin could beat anybody of any era. He couldn't right, even beat John yeah. Gargano here without. Yeah. Him. So I would hope at some point down the line, Gargano would eventually get a clean win over Corbin. We'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then we got a Bianca Bell air interview. She's asked what tonight uh, will mean if she beats Bailey. She says a win tonight means finally putting an end to all this. Superstars like Candice LeRae are catching strays, and I can't stand for that, not when I'm leading the vi- this, this division. Uh, she says, I know I'm going to the ring outnumbered, so if that means I have to take out Dakota and Io in order to get to Bailey, that's exactly what I'm going to do because now this has become uh, bigger than the championship. This is about payback because Bailey has taken out every one of my friends. So tonight I'm not stopping till Bailey is left with absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, after that, we're back here. Miz steps up to John backstage, says, Hey, and he's got a, gr- a greeting card. He says, Maurice and I got this get well card for Candace. We hope she feels better soon. Gargano says, You know, that's actually kind of nice of you, Miz. We've all had a tough night. Maybe we can put all this stuff behind us, sit down, talk like reasonable men. And Gargano says, the only reasonable thing to do is to tell the truth, Miz. And if you're not going to do it, then I will next week. And he looks at the card. He's like, you didn't even sign it. There's no money in here. You guys are rich. You at least <laughs> put he, some money in. Yeah. Yeah. And he walks. You two are rich. You can at least put some money in it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, then we got a Lesnar-Lashley video package. And then we got our main event, which was yep. pretty spectacular. Dude, this was really, really good stuff. Entrances started at the half hour mark, so yeah. they gave it plenty of time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, no, that this is really terrific stuff. Of course, towards the finish. So we had like Bailey trying to hit a KOD on Bianca. Bianca hit a Bailey to belly on Bianca on Bailey. Um, so there was a lot of really cool stuff going on here, referencing mm-hmm. other matches and other moves. Um in the end though, damage control is trying to get involved in the match. Danilo the ref comes down to try to throw them out. And right before he's able to do that, mystery person, Nikki mm-hmm. Cross, comes flying off uh, the ring post onto them, comes in, lays out Bianca. Bailey's able to get the pin uh, because I believe that's when uh, the, Jess, the referee, came in, came yeah. running down, yeah. counted the pin uh, because uh, uh, Nikki had hit Bianca with uh, her neck-breaking finish, neck-breaker yep. finish. Yep. Um, and then afterwards... Bailey's trying to like you know celebrate with Nikki. Nikki comes in and just hits her with a move, and then she uh, she stands tall in the ring, and uh, the camera gets a big close up, and that's when we talk about how Kevin was like, "Oh my god, I've never seen this version of Nikki Cross," and Corey's like, "Oh my god, I have." Yeah. So yeah, yep. And that's that raw. raw. We have a question thread here. We got a question thread for uh, every Raw, and uh, not really SmackDowns because SmackDowns we do on on. Monday. Uh, Mondays. Mondays. But we have them also for uh, NXT AEW. All on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's a great way to help support going in raw. That it is. Get to leave your questions. Get to uh, watch some bonus stuff. And uh, first up, Ben Aberly says, if Triple H called and charged you two with writing the big reveal of the real truth about Miz and Loomis, what would the shocking revelation be? Uh, Loomis was sitting in catering, mm-hmm. had the last piece of Reese's pie on his plate, oh, stepped okay. away to maybe get like a napkin or a fork or something, and then uh, Miz came in, ate it. 
Uh, I feel like the 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 uh, Reese's pie is something that could tie a bunch of uh, the world of wrestling together. There's nothing that like isn't just sort of bad Goofy. that I can think of. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, like I don't know. Ms. stole Maurice from Dexter Loomis <laughs> back in the day, you know, in terms of like a boyfriend, girlfriend situation, yeah, yeah. you know, something stupid like that. I don't know. It's going to, it's probably going to be something dumb like that. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure if I had more time, I could think of something that isn't terrible. Yeah. Save here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Blake Whitehouse. What's more likely to happen? A raw without a distraction, a heel distraction, win finish. Or a dynamite with two women's matches. I think what's, I mean, if this is a, taking the question seriously, I think a dynamite with two women's matches is probably more likely to happen. Yeah. Because so it's just, that's just how Triple H writes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I get that's how Tony Khan writes, but at some point, like, they might be like, oh, I mean, it's how injuries. Before. There has been episodes of dynamite with two women's matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just so few and far between. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster. If WWE had a karaoke night, who should sing each other's wrestlers themes? He says Otis should sing Gallus's thing. Okay. I think he's just asking this question because he finds the idea of Otis going, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh am. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. You can't beat your own answer there. Alex. Uh, Baron should sing Shawn Michaels theme. That was Shawn Michaels, yeah. Think I'm cute. Um, I'd want to hear Stone Cold Steve Austin sing DX's theme. Oh, that's good. Break it down. Degenerate into something, fool. Just get tired of doing what they told you to do. That's the breaks, boy. What? That's the breaks, little man. Break it down. Yeah. Evolution is a mystery. That's good. Let's do the whole, do my time. <laughs> Stone Cold sings the hits. Yeah. Uh, how does my time go? My time. My time. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll kill my voice doing that. My one. time. He really screams on that. Uh, you let's don't know see. What trouble is. Uh, man from out west says NXT preview with Triple H. No, he doesn't do that. No, Shawn Michaels would do that. That's Shawn Michaels. Um, and uh but 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 last night on the war zone with me and enforcer mm-hmm. um it was suggested that maybe at some point in the near future enforcer will take the smackdown preview off your hands if there's a smackdown preview available on thursday night maybe we can zoom in triple h and maybe he can run one of those just to get You've been so stressed out about the Triple H interviews. I know. I feel like one of the reasons I haven't been able to shake this cold I've been dealing with for a week plus is loss of sleep. Yeah, right. About this. I saw that yeah. suggested as well. Once I saw that, I was like, spectacular idea. Okay. Uh, yeah. On one hand, I don't want Enforcer to have to deal with it at the same time. You know, sometimes you got to look out for number one, you know? Look, dude, look, you and I, we got to stop treating Enforcer with the kid gloves He's won big red from us twice now. You know, like if he's going to be man enough to take our possession uh, and, 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 and beat us at predictions, he's got to take the good with the bat. Yeah, there's, you there's know, a point to be made there. Point to be made know, there. 
So, uh, so yeah, that that might happen. Uh, depend. I don't know when the SmackDown previews go up. Yeah, but, I don't um, really, I don't really look into it until Friday. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see here. Dave Matushek, if you were writing Raw for one night only, would you go hog wild, hold firm, or tone down distraction finishes that distract your enjoyment? So, would you alter it to make it more like Larson friendly? Oh, it'd be like wild card finals, man. Yeah. Be nothing but matches. No, it'd no be promos. like a pay per view quality card. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd, I'd write down all time. AJ matches. Styles, Finn Balor, five star match. Yeah. That would like, be, you, be your booking sheet. You want us to have a five star match? How do we, like, what? That's just one man's opinion. No, you got to go out there and get five stars. Get in the head of Meltzer. Think about what yeah. he wants. Think about what Dave Meltzer would want. Do that. Then do that. Yeah. I want 15 false finishes. And uh, maybe we can dress the place up, make it look like Tokyo Dome. I want minimum three uh, finisher kickouts. Yeah, yeah, all that new New Japan branding. You guys uh, are gonna let's... wear bu- Bullet Club gear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. Yes. Um, Sleazy Mo asked, "Do you think Money in the Bank should still have its own event?" Yes. Yes, that's I the one do. I think should remain. All the other branded. Gimmick match branded pay-per-views, yeah. They should just incorporate those particular gimmick matches when uh, it, it makes the most sense. But yeah, Money in the Bank should be its own thing. Yep. Uh, Mayor Plan Houston, who do you see as being a legitimate contender for the women's tag titles now? Uh, Sasha and Naomi when they return. It's probably going to be some sort of, I would think, I don't know, like whoever's going to ally with... Uh, Whoever's going to be Bianca's teammates at War Games. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah. Toxic attraction. Uh, Nikhil, should WWE allow Rhea Ripley to wrestle an intergender match? Yup. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Throwing around fucking gallows like that. Oh, that'd what be amazing. It'd be amazing to see a full match of that. Amazing. Oh, goodness. Patrick Sparks, man. What a fucking tough question. Oh, dear. What is the most memorable Raw? From the 90s, 2000s, 10s, and 2020s. So from the 90s, the one that really sticks out is the, the Raw where it's more moments in the whole show. It's yeah, the one right. where Foley won the title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, for me, it'd be that. Uh, the Corporate Rumble episode was good. That was, good. That was really good, the, too. good moment. Rock, this is your life is probably, it probably because that was like viewed by an obscene number of people. Yeah. Um, 2000. the 2000s wasn't the ruthless aggression segment well, it kicked off an episode of Raw, I believe, or was it, was it the Did he do that? Uh, I think it was Raw. Did he do that on the same episode that John Cena debuted against Kurt Angle? Uh, Cena debuted on SmackDown. Okay. Was was it was yeah? I don't remember if fucking promos. If if yeah, I don't know. Oh, the most memorable. No, the dope has a good point here. He, he mentions Austin stunning WCW. I'm going to say when fucking McMahon bought WWF, uh, oh, WCW rather. Yeah, that was pretty. That shocking. was that was a shocking moment right there. Um, 2010s is when that Raw we were at, where uh, CM Punk had the match against Vince, and afterwards went to the crowd and elbowed somebody. That's it. That's it. That's good. Uh, and then the 2020s most memorable Raw 2020s. Hmm. Oh, maybe, uh, what's the 2020s? No, it's probably before that. 
probably the first episode. I mean, it's only been two years. Probably the first episode of uh, the Triple H era. Yeah. You know, because it was like, oh, my God, they're doing crazy shit they used to do in NXT. Look at the background stuff, you know. Another another good one was the first Raw after the draft where Finn was there and, and, and uh, beat Roman. Oh, for the 2010s? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yellow good. Flash, what are your thoughts on the commentaries team so far? Um, I thought it was better before. I thought yeah. Jimmy Smith is better than Kevin Patrick. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And I don't know if that's I don't know if I just see Kevin Patrick as a commentary guy. Yeah, I, in my opinion, you got to bring a certain amount of energy to commentary. Yeah. yeah. And he's just way too passive. <laughs> you know? he, I mean, it seems like his approach would be more fitting of like a studio show. Yeah, right. Yeah. But where part of his job is to heighten the drama and the excitement of the match. I don't really feel like that's what. That's what's happening right now. Corey's good when he when he has somebody to play off of. Like, bring Booker T. It should be honestly, it should be Cole Booker T. and and Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. I think that's mm-hmm. what it used to be. Yeah, um, Luis Reza, uh, do you see custom sets coming back? Which custom sets would be the coolest? No, I don't see them coming back, especially now that. So, it, it, custom sets worked well in, in the standard definition era because. So this is something we noticed when we went to the WB archive. A lot of the elements of the custom set were just painted plywood. They look cheap as fuck. And yes, on standard def, it looks fine. But uh, in, in high def, you're going to notice how cheap that stuff looks. And to spend the money to, to upgrade all that is probably more than they're willing to spend for 12 shows a year. So I'd, yeah. be, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that custom sets are coming back. Yeah, I think you, you stick to Mania, Survivor Series. Maybe you do something custom for... I'm sorry, uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Um, yeah. Maybe you do something special for the other, the big ones. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, that's uh, that's it. That's it. All right. Yeah, that's gonna do it for us. We're gonna peter out then. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, of course, we've got our AEW uh, uh, review at night. Uh, I've got a new video up at Wrestle Juice right now mm-hmm. uh, where I take a look at uh, wrestling merch that I find on eBay. And some of it is wildly funny. So check that out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We also have a TikTok now. It's yeah. uh, Friendo Club Wrestling, I think, is the name of it. You just look that up. And we put up a bunch of clips from all sorts of stuff. So thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.